Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a holistic human design health coach, and this is a space for your human design and spiritual journey. It's not about being a master of your emotions, rather mastering the tools to self-regulate, to awakening yourself and remembering who you are. Human design changed my life about five years ago, and I've been learning and teaching the system ever since. This podcast is human design meets spirituality meets astrology. You don't have to have a belief system to be here, just an open mind and curiosity. This is a journey of meeting yourself and awakening to your infinite potential. Now, let the magic begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. So today we're going to talk about inner planets, um, gates and channels. I'm not going to get like super in depth on the gates and channels, but just like a broad overview of what they are and what they mean and how you can really identify the ones in your charts and how they relate to astrology and all the things. But we just entered Scorpio season yesterday. I'm recording this on Tuesday. So it was yesterday, Monday, we entered Scorpio season. And holy shadows, like already so many shadows, right? Scorpio is a fixed water sign. So it's super emotional, but it's super intense. It's super passionate. It's opposite is Taurus. So it holds a lot of lessons for Taurus. The Taurus Scorpio axis is so much about sex and the body and money and all of these things, right? And so we're moving into this Saturday, we have our full moon in Taurus lunar eclipse. So these themes are really coming up really strong. We just moved out of the Taurus Scorpio axis for the nodes. Um, We're now in Aries Libra. But with this, these themes are going to be coming up. So noticing what has been coming up for you. I'm a Taurus sun, and so my earth energy is in Scorpio. So every Scorpio season is normally wildly intense. So many shadows come up. And I just started doing the TBM unblocked money work. And oh my gosh, like literally hitting a rock bottom today in so many different ways, in money, in relationships, in all of those areas. And it's I've been talking about it because Venus has been just a massive player in our collective energy for a long time, right? Because even with the Taurus Scorpio axis of the nodes, right? Venus rules Taurus. And so it's still going to be a player in that. Um, and then, you know, Venus was in retrograde and then Venus rules Libra. So we we're just moved out of Libra season. And so it's a whole thing. So, so many people have been reaching out to me over like what's been going on. So many, literally like people that I like talked to, like, a year ago that I don't even like, I never even like really dated, but just had conversations with people that I used to date. It's just like a wild. It's a thing. Like, it's so funny when like these things, like things like this happen, like astrology, it just like, it blows my mind. Right. And it's like, it's, it's so, it's so wild to me, but these themes have been really, really strong. Um, and again, like I said, I'm a Taurus sun. And so Scorpio holds a lot of shadows for me. The themes of your, if you look at human design on um, that top right, you have your sun and earth energy, but the earth energy is really going to hold a lot of your shadows. So when you're feeling triggered, those are the shadows that are going to constantly be coming up for you. So really getting aware of those shadows. So for example, my sun earth is um, 23 in my sun, 43 in my earth. And so the the shadow of gate 43 is deafness, right? It's not listening. It's maybe having too much noise in your mind that you literally cannot hear. And the purpose with gate 43 to be able to receive the insights from that gate is to surrender, right? To be curious and to know that you don't know things. Like the Ajna, gate 43 is in the Ajna, but the Ajna wants to be certain, especially if you have an undefined Ajna, right? The shadow there is is, is being uncertain and holding a lot of shadow around that. I have a defined Ajna, but that 
is still like a thing, like when you're defined, you're creating that energy within you. So there's a part of me that like, I'm air quoting, like knows, right? And so it's releasing that knowing, releasing the thinking that you know, and coming at everything. I think we should come at everything with curiosity, right? I always tell my kids, like question everything. My son, especially with his (laughs) Gemini moon, like the kid like doesn't ever stop talking or asking questions. But I tell him, like, always, always question, even if it's coming from me, question it. Don't take what I have to say or what anybody has to say at face value. Question it, formulate your own opinion, experience it, and then move from there. So, yeah, it's it's literally like 24 hours in Scorpio and I'm already like hitting rock bottoms. And I try and like just remind myself, like it first of all, it is what it is like when it comes to money literally the whole system's fucked right now. I mean, like things are like systems are crumbling. Money's changing. Like money is just something that we assign value to. Um, And so, I mean, I know obviously money rules the world and money creates freedom. There's a lot of beauty with money and there's a lot of shadow with money. But at the end of the day, money is just energy. And so we go through phases, like everything, everything is cyclical and we go through phases. And so I remind myself of that in moments where I'm like maybe dipping and feeling shadowy and feeling low self-worth that it's going to come back around and it's a phase and there's something for me to see. And so instead of getting into that like thought, like that loop of like, oh my gosh, like I'm worth or I can't do this, or this is not working for me, or like, I'm just going to give up, which like, not going to lie, I had a moment today where it's like, I need to just throw in the fucking towel and go back to what I know. But I know that's not who I am. And so we're allowing yourself to have, you know, having compassion, seeing when those things coming up, tending to your inner child, right? And then coming back and just whatever, whatever reframe that you have to do, meditate, move your body, eat right. I'm not going to lie. I had, I had chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream tonight just because I was like, oh, I just need, <laughs> I need something and I don't drink anymore. And so just like, and I know that's not supportive of myself, but I know that. And so I, you know, just, I, we all have something, right? And so as these shadows come up, as we're moving through these things, like check in your chart where Scorpio is, check where Taurus is, check where Venus is, check where Libra is, all the things. And then just, you know, I think knowing astrology sort of allows me to almost like embrace for the season or prepare for the season. So that's just sort of like what's been coming up massively. Greg and I are hosting a reset and embrace live workshop this coming Sunday, October 29th. Um, I will link below in the show notes, the episode that Greg did. He also came to speak with the Holistic Human Design Academy. He has a master with words. He is a poet. He channels like when he does meditations, he just channels and it's so felt by every single time I've done some sort of meditation, some sort of event with him. The feedback from people is just phenomenal. Like Greg is just a magician. (laughs) Like it's beautiful. So he and I are collaborating on this Sunday, October 29th at 11 a.m. Central Time. You can sign up from the link in the show notes. We are doing a reset and embrace live workshop. What is this? What is it going to look like? So we're going to talk about astrology. We're going to talk about human design. We're going to talk about the transits. And we're really going to give you time to overlay this on your specific chart so you feel prepared with the knowledge to navigate this season. We are then going to reset our nervous system. Greg is is going to be guiding us through a meditation, breath work. It's going to be phenomenal every single time he does these things. It's amazing. It's magical. It's felt. And he literally, like we were talking about it on a call, um, just he and I, as we were brainstorming what we were going to call this and how it was going to work. 
And he does something called Soulful Sundays in LA. So if you are in LA and you're listening to this, check it out. Soulful Sundays, go join. I wish I could. Um, but you know, as he's doing these these meditations, he says he writes it all out before. And then when he gets on the spot, it just like channels through him. He doesn't even look at his notes and he just, he literally taps into the energy of the people around him. I'm going to check. He might have feeling cognition. I would not be surprised. And then, so we're going to do that. We're going to move through a breathwork meditation and then we're going to journal. We're going to embrace the next season that's coming. We're going to embrace and like prepare ourselves for the manifest manifestations we're calling in because this eclipse season has been so intense for so many reasons. And when you move through an eclipse season like this, our manifestations really, it takes like six months. It's It's a six month cycle, right? It's not like, oh, eclipse is done and that's it right? It's a process. It's a cycle. And so we're going to get really clear on the things that we're releasing and the things that we're calling in. And then should you choose to, if you would like to, we are opening a three month container for accountability, for weekly nervous system resetting to, to be moving through breath work, meditations. We're going to be talking about human design. So you can really get familiar with your design, your shadows, what's coming up, how to navigate it. And then this is going to be going through. um, So we're going to have two months of weekly calls, meditations, resetting your nervous system, human design, lessons, astrology lessons. And then for the month of January, we're going to keep the group open and have it more as an accountability thing and then have a do live, have a live call at the end. And then you will have access to everything, all of the replays and everything like that for life after that. But it's going to be beautiful. So if you want to join us, um, go click the link below and sign up for Sunday. And then if you want to come through with the accountability, because the beautiful thing about group containers is that we're running off each other's energy, right? We are we are having that magnetism of the group. We are running on the, there's a word I'm looking for that I literally can't find. The, the energy, the, I don't know, I can't find the word. <laughs> It'll probably come back to me later, but there's a word I'm looking for. Um, momentum, that's the word. Like that momentum, the, the movement, the action, right? Of all the things that are happening. So that is what is coming up and I'm really, really excited for that. So now we're going to get into the inner planets. Now, the entire chart, when you're looking at astrology, all of the the planets are really impactful. And the planets are the most important thing in your chart. We're going to look at the inner planets because they are very specific. It's the closest thing to Earth, right? When you look at it, these planets are the closest thing to us. And so they have the most pull. They have the most impact. The outer planets are more generational planets, but they are still super important, like Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, super, super important but we're going to focus on the inner planets today. So we have the sun, we have the moon, we have Mars, Mercury, Venus, and then the nodes. We'll put the nodes in there. And yes, I believe that's all of them. I don't know. I always feel like I'm forgetting one. Earth, we're on Earth. So in human design, we talk about Earth. Astrology doesn't so much talk about Earth, but the sun, of course, we know the sun is the brightest thing in the sky. It lights everything up, right? We need the sun to survive. Like the sun is so important. So the sun is your ego. The sun is you shining. It is anything that is touching. It is shining a light on. It is making things brighter. And so your sun, when somebody meets you, they're firstly meeting your your rising sign. And we talked about that in the um, very first Unpack Your Design episode. But when people first meet you, typically they meet your rising. This is who you're showing them. And then as they get to know you, they're going to really meet your sun's energy. But the sun is so important, but it's not all. Like when I talk to people, they're like, oh, I'm a Taurus sun. And then they have like all these other aspects that they're like, I don't really resonate with it and things like that. So your sun is hugely important. Um, It again, is the brightest thing in the sky. It's your ego. It's you, right? 
And then we have our moon. We talked about this as well. The moon is so important. The moon is what drives you. You, The moon is your emotional landscape. Like it is so important to your physical, you know, emotional health to understand the energy of your moon. And of course, all the aspects that go along with it. Um, But your, your moon, the moon is ruled by sorry, the moon rules cancer. So these two are really interlinked. Again, it's that nurturing energy. It's the mother mother archetype. It's all of these things. And the the sun rules Leo. Um, and so of course, Leo is big. Leo is dramatic. Leo is, I always think of the actor archetype with Leo, right? It is out there. It's warm. It's generous. It's kind. It's courageous. It's bold, right? It's all of those things. And then we have Mercury. So Mercury is our communication, It is our intellect. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. And so Mercury, it's like the messenger, right? Mercury is the way that your mind works. Mercury is the way that you communicate. And so it's really, really important aspect of your chart, like noticing where Mercury is. I have my Mercury in Taurus, and it's really interesting. Side note, Vedic astrology has my Mercury in Aries, which sometimes I really resonate with because I do speak quickly, which is also an MG thing. But a lot of times, like, I really think about what I'm going to say, right? And for me, my son is in gate 23, but it's, it, it's, it's about distilling the things down and making it super simple. And I try and be very clear. And I notice when I'm getting jumbled up with my words and over overcomplicating things and then just, like, redirecting back to the basics. But noticing the sign that your Mercury is in and noticing the house that Mercury is in is really going to give you a, a better idea of, like, how you communicate and in what area of life that you're best at communicating in. Then we have Mars. So Mars and Venus are opposite sides, right? They're the masculine and the feminine, um, the yin and the yang. They're so interconnected. It's sexuality, it's relationships, it's creativity, it's action, it's it's movement, it's all of those things. So Mars, of course, is the masculine. It embodies that warrior energy. It's the fighter. So anywhere that Mars is, you want to move, you want to take action. Mars rules Aries and also Scorpio. So this has also been a huge theme for the last 18 months. Um, but yeah, Mars is, it's hot, it's quick, it's fast, it's movement, it's all those things. And then Venus, Venus is the feminine, is the divine feminine. Venus rules Taurus and Venus rules Libra. And so Venus ruling Taurus, I always think of that goddess archetype, right? It's mother earth, it's mother nature, it's raw, it's sensual, it's sex, it's all of those beautiful things, right? And then Libra is a little bit more refined, right? Libra is the masculine version of Venus. Venus is the feminine archetype in general, um, but Taurus is feminine and Libra is masculine in those is in those modes in astrology. But but Venus and Libra, it's of course it's creative, it's beauty, but it's a little bit more refined, right? It's social. It's more about it's always about relationships, right? So Venus, wherever Venus is, is going to be the way that you love, the way that you receive love, the way that you give love. It's going to be creativity. It's going to be art. It's going to be all these really beautiful things. Um, and then again, with Mars ruling Aries and Scorpio, Aries is the masculine, Scorpio is the feminine version of Mars, right? So wherever you have it in your chart, um, again, noticing the sign and the house placement of that planet. And then, so we did the sun, the moon, Mars, Mercury, Venus, but those are like the core planets that we're, we look at. Of course, like I said, like Jupiter, Uranus, uh, Neptune, Pluto are super, super important as well. But these ones specifically, um, because they have the most impact um, on you, they're really good to like navigate. And so when you look at your human design, seeing what gates, because your gates are from the I Ching, right? It is, it was basically like um, an oracle, you know, back in the day. And 
so they have a, they hold a lot of energy as it relates to that. So the gates are just another layer on top of the planet. So when you look at your human design, you know, you see the two sides, you see those numbers, and then you see the planet symbols in there. So if you have Saturn in gate nine, for example, Saturn, of course, we know those keywords, restriction, karma, system structures, and gate nine is the gate of focus. But when you only have gate nine and not the full channel, and the channel is both energy, so the channels come from the Kabbalah tree of life, but the channels connect one gate or shock, or sorry, one channel, wow, one center or chakra to another center or chakra, right? And this creates this looping of your energy. Um, so, but if you have gate nine without the opposite, then you might find it difficult to focus, right? And on top of that, then you have Saturn further restricting that and it can create a lot of a lot of energy. And so really being aware of that and like looking at your chart of where those things are showing up for you can be really supportive and really helpful um, in, in understanding your chart on a deeper layer. Of course, like moving slowly. So if you go back to the first one, understanding your big three, your sun, moon, and rising, your type strategy and authority is so helpful. And then last week we had our nodes, profile, and cognition. Again, the nodes are huge um, in your chart, in just your path, in your life. Your profile is your personality. And then we talked about our incarnation cross too. And that's sort of the energy that you bring to your purpose. And then now like diving a little bit deeper into those inner planets. So just even having those keywords, having those archetypes and then layering on the gates, right? You may not, even at a base, even on a more basic level, you may not know what all the gates mean. But if you even look at the centers that it's associated with, right? So you have your if you're looking at your design, well, let's go top to bottom. The top one is your crown center. This is all about inspiration, right? This is this is the center that goes from the body up to the source, right? Outside of your body. It's source, God, universe, whatever terminal spirit, whatever terminology you want to use, right? The, the, that crown center is the only center, if you look at your human design, that's inside the body and outside the body. It's your connection up, right? So it's inspiration. Again, if you have something defined, you create that energy. If you have it undefined, you're taking it and amplifying the energy. Typically, anything that's undefined or in white in your chart is going to hold the biggest shadows for you. But okay, so then we the the top triangle is your crown. the the triangle the inverted triangle underneath it is your ajna. This is your processing center. This is your an awareness center. This is all about being uh, knowing and being certain. It's it's the way that you think. It's the way that you process the information that's coming through your crown center. Then below that, you have your throat. This is your manifestation. This is your communication. This is all those beautiful things. Um, it's creativity because it's really connected with your sacral. And so this is why a lot of artists are highly sexual, right? Because it's the throat connected to the sacral. These both really hold that creative energy. The one below that, um, right in the middle, the yellow one, depending on what chart you're looking at, but the, the yellow one, it's like a diamond. That's your G center. This is your identity, your direction, and your purpose. So again, if you have this defined, you have like a sense of knowing who you are and what you're doing or the direction you're taking in life. Now, your shadow is most likely, can I be accepted for who I am? As opposed to if you have it undefined or open, your shadow is, who am I? Can I be loved? Will anybody love me? You're always trying to find love in your life. The one to the next, the small little triangle next to it is your ego or your heart center. And this is all about material. This is all about willpower and it's the ego. So if you have this defined, um, you just have like a consistent, um, you're like a, 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 a force, right? Like you can just like go and do and you have the willpower to, to do it. If you have this undefined, you're likely maybe have shadows around money. You don't know what to price for yourself. You're, you have low self-worth or you just find have a hard time like pulling for that self-worth. 
Um, Ra Uruhu, who's the man who channeled um, all this human design information, he uses the example of like, if, if you go to like a quitting smoking thing, right? And the, the person who's teaching the, the, the guide or the facilitator or whatever for the quitting smoking, he might have it. He probably has a defined heart, right? And so you're sitting in here with him and you're pulling in the energy of that willpower and you're like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit smoking. And you're like, yeah, I got this. You feel so empowered and you feel so in your worth at everything. And then you leave and you get down the street and you pull out your pack of cigarettes and you smoke and you're just like, what? Like, I guess I'm like, it's that low self-worth comes again because you don't naturally have that energy. And then all the way to the right on the one triangle pointing inwards is your solar plexus. Um, This is emotions. This is passion. This is all the romantic things, right? This is spirit, spirit too. Um, And so if you have this defined, you, you ride the wave of your emotion. We went over authority, but if you have this defined, you ride the wave of your emotion. If you have it undefined, you can tend to people please, avoid, lie. You don't want to have the confrontation, right? Um, And then on the absolute bottom is your root chakra. This is adrenaline. This is pressure. We know our root chakra is also all about safety and security. So if you have this defined, um, you likely don't feel the pressure from outside. If you have it undefined, you're probably the person that does all of the things because you don't you want to get rid of the discomfort. Above that, right in the middle, the right in the middle square is going to be your sacral. This is sexuality. This is fertility. This is life force, workforce energy. So if you have this defined, you're a generator. If you have undefined, you're a manifester, reflector, or projector. Um, and you're taking in and amplifying the energy of the sacrals in the world. And then all the way to the left, the inverted triangle to the left is going to be your spleen. Spleen is all about health, immunity, fear, survival. Um, it's the oldest awareness center. And so really being in good health really attunes you. It's all about intuition too. So being in good health attunes you to that center. So going back to the planets, right? If you're looking at them, even if you don't understand the gate energy, if you look at Saturn gate nine, you know that's in the sacral. So you find restriction around that sacral energy. So even just understanding what the chakras mean, what the centers mean can really help you in discerning and understanding and starting to peel back the layers of all that energy. I hope this series is helpful. Next week, we're going to talk about the outer planets and energetics, the energetics of your design and how you can use that for your in your benefit. But I thank you so much for listening. Catch me over on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian. That's R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E dot C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. Join us on Sunday for this Reset and Embrace workshop. I'm so, so excited. And I'm thinking about making Holistic Human Design Academy a self-paced course and then just doing like monthly two calls a month um, for anybody past, present, and future that is enrolled in Holistic Human Design as a support as you're navigating everything. So that will be coming soon. Um, Keep an ear out for that. And then if you're not on the newsletter, um, click the link down below and get on it. I send it out every Monday. It's a transit update for the week. It is sort of like a weekly reflection. So whatever's coming out for me, that feels really resonant because I always think anything that I'm going through, somebody else is going through as well, which is why I share so much. It's also that 6-3 profile, right? I'm <laughs> that, that role model that I'm working to embody. Um, so thank you so much for listening this week. I appreciate every single one of you and I will catch you next week. 